and that's why you should always roast your chestnuts. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more. <gasps> and suck less here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. So it is Christmas Eve Eve in the middle of the day. Yep. And I'm just having uh, unemployment flashbacks with uh, just you and me just <laughs> Mid- podcasting midday. in our... yeah. In our pajama pants, right. just uh, just right. living life, you know. Yeah, seriously, it's uh, it's good when you got nothing to do, but it's all it's better when you're getting paid for doing nothing. Yes, I I much prefer that uh, that option. Yeah. So yeah, you've you've had the whole week off. I have, and next week, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I'll tell you, I, I had I had the same two weeks off last year, and it took me till about March to get my feet back under me. Wow. So uh, so we'll see, but I am changing uh, jobs uh, just after the first of the yeah. year. Yeah. So. That's um. That's all. I'll, I'll hit the ground running with that. I think is the plan. Congratulations, my guy. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very cool. Yeah, I've got so I've got this week off, and then I'm working. But because of the kind of work that I do, I don't feel like it's going to be super crazy. Sure. But you know, life has proven me wrong before. Uh, this week has been lots of prepping, lots of wrapping, lots of driving around, running errands, cleaning house. We actually had. Uh, we had some, our neighbors over for like a, a friend Christmas party last night. Um, lots of, uh, things were imbibed and, uh, very interesting gifts were exchanged and mm. it, a good time was had by all. Good. So yeah, uh, everything's been good there. Uh, we also played, uh, we played a, a show, uh, on Friday, uh, down in Athens, Georgia, uh, for a, it was like a. It was ba- it was basically like old school. It was a bunch of guys in their like mid to late forties who are in a fraternity, but like not an actual fraternity. Just like they're just buddies, and they have like annual dues, and like they have meetings, and they do these parties. And it was an eighties party, and we cool. we got that call. And I gotta tell you, I've been to a lot of eighties parties. You gotta, <laughs> and I mean a lot. I mean, it's m- kind maybe of my more thing. than almost anybody actually. If anybody has. A, a level of expertise that you know mm. would be able to speak of these things it yeah, would be myself for sure uh this was easily the best dressed 80s party i have ever seen cool they went all out all right um it, there was like there were pop culture references there were uh famous musicians characters from movies uh just general like attention to detail uh very impressive they were down from the first song and and just were so much fun to play for. It was absolutely the gig that I needed to play mm. uh, just based on, you know, the way that this year has kind of gone and how I've had a little bit of like a blase kind of feel about it. Like, man, once we got going, it was just it was it was a blast. That's great. We had we had a sub vocalist, but she did great. And uh, overall, the client was like absolutely thrilled. And the person who booked us was equally thrilled because the client was thrilled. So maybe it means more business. Who's to say? Um, but it was just overall just a, a great weekend. Um, my drummer did end up booking an Airbnb. Uh, and I was like, hey, would, would you mind if I crashed with you? Because I was thinking it was like an apartment or a house. And he's like, yeah, sure. So we get to this place and it's literally like a room <laughs> in with in in a like in like a duplex with a communal bathroom. Mm. And I was just like, oh man, it was literally like, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Uh, I, I'll send it in the, in the Slack for sure. Um, it was literally like a, a, a full twin, like a full bed. Yep. So not a twin and not a queen. Yep. In like a, like a room around it. <laughs> and I literally, I slept on the floor. Yeah. That's how it was just like, 
if we had shared a bed, we would have been like buddies. You know, are you the big spoon or am I like? We'd had to figure that out. It was it was just a little tight, but uh, you know, these are the adventures of a working musician in the world. All right. But it was, it was great. It was it was so much fun, and um, it was a good one to uh, to wrap the year with. So very good, feeling good about it. Very good. How about you? Well, I played um, I played a private party, a Christmas party for a, a interior design company. Now, Dan, this is this was actually the live trivia thing. Is that correct? It was. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was hired to do the trivia that I've been doing every week um, for a, an interior design company. Um, just ten ten people there, and um, uh, they were super into it. And and most of them, you know, the designer staff were 20 something women. So we leaned into those, but, uh, and the, the owner of the place, the older, older woman didn't know any of the music, but didn't care because her people were all having a blast. And so it was a good time. It was a good time. They tipped me 50 bucks and, uh, on top of a pretty good payday already. So yeah, it was fun. It's fun. Now, actually that, that brings up a good point. Um, so we were playing a private party as well and, and put out a tip jar, uh, because that's just, we've, I've talked about this before yep. that if, yep. if you, if you, if somebody pays you to po- to play a private event, let me reason. If somebody pays you to play a private event, they're paying you for your services, but not putting a tip jar out is actually preventing the guests of that person from also being able to show you their appreciation. That's right. Now, in our case, we ended up with uh, 20 some odd bucks. It wasn't like anything wild. And there was... A, a very small staff of bartenders. It was three three girls who were there all night and were going to be there very, very late cleaning up and whatever. So uh, I talked with a band and I was like, hey, why don't we just tip out the bar staff? And then not only did we use their tip, the tip money that we made, but a handful of the guys also chipped in a couple of bucks yep. to give them as well. Yep. And uh, they were just like, they did not understand. It did not compute that the band would be tipping them out for their work. But I mean, fact of the matter was, is they took care of us. They took care of all the guests. Yeah. And and we were being compensated much more handsomely than they were. For sure. Um, and again, if you're talking about karma in the service industry, be nice to bartenders. Always. You Always. just never know. Always. Always. Because, you know, they end up being the manager at the next place and they end up being the person booking uh-huh. and they'll remember you. And, and and even not, you know, just to be to be that kind of person. I always I always tip um um yeah, out of my out of my own tips usually. Sometimes, you know, when 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 I that won't won't cover it, it'll go out of pocket and that's fine too. But yeah, always tip the the staff. They take care of you and everybody else and make the place run. And um yeah, you can't not do that. And it, you know, I, I know we're just kind of rehashing old tropes, but you know, there's multiple sides of branding, and this is one of those, you know, you brand yourself for the client, but you also brand yourself for the people who work for the people that work Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Listen, there are there are literally gigs that I have booked because somebody who I had a good relationship with as a bartender became a manager somewhere and knew well, me, you, reached out to me. That happens all the time. So Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a, a having having a controlled message into those people is really important too. I mean, it doesn't, sometimes it just seems like, Hey, we're all in this together. Good night guys. But no, there, there, there are people that you get to shape how you look to. So you should be doing that. hundred percent. Yeah. So all, all good, uh, all good lessons for us to, uh, for us to learn. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad everything, uh, went, 
Well, and uh, is this, so was that the only thing you got between now and New Year's Eve? Um, well, I had, no, I mean, it's the, we did um, we did a normal Wednesday night trivia last night and another one next week. But but the main thrust of my next 10 days is prep for New Year's Eve. And we did have a um, uh, frustrating moment uh, uh, earlier last week, which was, um, uh, the bassist that I've been working with, who is a mm-hmm. recent uh, music school graduate, tra- you know, classically trained, uh, plays upright and electric, and he's really, really, really good, um, called and said, essentially, that he got a better offer for New Year's, and I could not have him. Um, which, uh, I guess they don't teach that part of the business in music school, the part called... They do not. Yeah, and you're booked, so you're booked. Like, you don't get to still be on the market once you're booked. Um Anyone listening, though, be clear. <laughs> when you're booked for a date, you're booked for a date. You're not still, you know, entertaining offers. Um, or shouldn't be. It kind of sucks if you do that to the people that you're playing yeah. with. So um, he did uh, recommend us a sub, and um, the sub came in and um, met with us last weekend and was awesome. And will likely become our first call person. Um, she's very, she's a great player and super eager and wants, wants to be part of it. So, um, so that will, that will happen. What we said was that we were going to use her for the first, uh, for New Year's Eve. And then we have another one January 9th and just kind of get through those and then kind of look and see if we feel like it's a fit. I, I, at first blush, I really think, I really think it is. Um, and then my former guy can be a second call, um, kind of person. I can be his better offer when we have. Yeah. Something to take him away from, I guess, because he's right, he's now known as somebody who is peelable off of booked gigs, which is not great. Yeah, so let's unpack that that whole situation. Yeah. Um so first of all, how did that make you feel, Dan? Um uh, well, it was very disappointing. It made me feel um like I was not uh important to him the the other gig that he got is with an original band that he's been in for a couple of years now and so yeah. you know it was pretty clear like i'm not his priority um uh and i get it you know he he's really had a lot of commitment around that group and that that's fine um i'd be surprised if he felt as deeply a, a member and a part of what we're doing here although he has been at everything and contributing everything. The, the, the reality though is he's, he's heavily booked. Um, he's a busy dude and I've worked around him in a few different ways, trying to book things. I've had to negotiate around his calendar a few times already. And it really has yeah. been frustrating. And, it, and I've been feeling like we were probably, probably had the, the wrong guy because of that. And then, then this happened and it just really confirmed for me that we, we got the wrong guy. Um, yeah. Great player. Love the dude. I'm, like there's really nobody I would rather have at my back on stage. Um, cause he's got huge ears and huge skills and he's really, really, really great. But, um, if I can't count on him to show up when he, and it's not like he left me hanging. He just bailed on me two weeks before our first gig, which is, um, hard thing to swallow. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I have a few thoughts about this. Uh, first one would be, uh, Making a call like this is again somebody telling you, showing you who they are. Yep. Uh, and when people show you their who who they actually are, you should believe them. Mm-hmm. Um, Maya Angelou said that. Who was it? Somebody. Somebody said that. Probably somebody much smarter than me. Let's go, Maya Angelou. Sure. Like I love it. I yes. So there's that. Uh, the other thought is that 
sometimes we make short-sighted decisions that over the course of time reveal themselves to be unwise. Mm. So in this particular case, he chose his original project over, you know, your project. But, you know, the thing that he now has to figure out is whether or not the choice to do that will affect his uh, profitability over the next six to 12 months by losing a number one spot in, you know, a project that's more than likely going to be more lucrative overall than his original project. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough. I, I don't, I don't have an answer for that, of course, but, um, and there, there are definitely times when I have tried to prioritize groups that then showed, uh, very little loyal to me, loyalty to me, uh, in a reciprocal way, yeah. uh, that I definitely have some regrets around, but typically, you know, I want to look at things, uh, in my best interest overall and maybe not in the moment. So yeah, just want something to consider. Yeah. There's, there, there's certainly that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's just, you know, am I going to, am I going to be known in the market as somebody reliable or am I going to be known as, you know, somebody who's not, and, um, it just, you become hard to book if you're not known as reliable. So yeah, even, even the fact of turning his back on, um, you know, his original band is never going to be playing private events or weddings or that's, that's not in the cards for that sort of band. Uh, every right. now and then some super fan might bring them in, but, um, it's not, it's not like, not like they're going to be in that market. So, you know, yeah. there'll be, there'll be gigs that are a thousand bucks ahead and, you know, this, this is a move to say, I prefer not that. Well, again, this is one of those, it's, it's hard to make those decisions because, on one side, you know, he's probably passionate about that project because sure, he's a creative force behind 100%, it. Absolutely. And there's definitely reasons why you would want to pursue artistic goals over uh, financial goals. Certainly. And there's always, there's something to be gained from both. Yeah. Uh, it's yep. just that whether, whether or not doing one affects the other, you would try, you would want, you would want to do your best to m- minimize those, those things. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, one of the, um, there are two types of decisions. One is easy to reverse and the other is not. Yep. And you, the, the, those two types of decisions require a whole different kind of thinking, a whole different kind of understanding of the environment before you make them. If a decision is easy to reverse, it's kind of trivial to make, but if it's hard to back out of, you need to really understand all the consequences. And so, um, um, this one's harder to reverse than it's not irreversible. You know, I'm, I'm still talking to the guy. I'm still friends. Um, sure. But, uh, but it's hard, uh, a little hard to come, come back from harder than some other things might be. Now, the other whole aspect of this is when I, when I, when you I said whole ass <laughs> packed, um, <laughs> well done. The, um, the other whole aspect of this is that, um, when I asked him to join us when we were first playing with him and first kind of having him be, be our bassist. Um, I, I knew he was heavily booked. I knew, I knew it was going to be a thing. I knew it was, I didn't realize sure. he was going to, it was going to be a, a conflict. I didn't realize there were going to be conflicts every time I tried to put it something on a calendar, but, but, yeah. um, but I knew to some extent what I was biting off. And, um, and I, I made that trade off willingly. I, I, decided that it would be okay this way. And, um, yeah, you know, so part of the, the, Hey, you have two weeks to bring somebody new in. Um, that's on me. I set myself up for this. 
So yeah, I mean, to a degree. And, and and you made a really good point when you were talking about him being kind of like fresh. You know, he's just he he just got out of music school, yep. and they don't teach you these kinds of things. Right. I I think that like it's kind of the whole foundation we've built this community around is that we talk about things that are not necessarily intuitive to mm. the musical mind. Sure. And it it is a total unique skill set. You know, there are plenty of guys out there who are very, very talented. Arguably, you don't even have to argue it, really. Uh, easily more talented than you or I or um, the majority of people who, who listen to this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. That, that just want the paycheck. They want to show up. They want to play the parts. They want to get their money. They want to go on to the next thing. They're yep. not worried about the marketing stuff and the and the 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 things that go into showing up to play the show. Yeah, it, it really is the difference between do you want to make two hundred dollars or do you want to make two thousand right. dollars? You know, the the earning potential when you're the creator, when you're the person who puts all these things together is is much higher, but you also have to take on all the other things. So right. you know, maybe that's something for people who are listening to this to consider, you know, over the next year, we're not going to get too into the weeds about new year's resolutions. Cause we've got another week, uh, <laughs> an, an episode to probably consider those things and talk about them, but uh, just a nice little reminder. It's coming something up. Can, so, it is. I mean, this, this, uh, this year is over in eight days. Unbelievable. And it's been a weird year, yeah. you know, yeah. things open back up sort of, kind of, uh, we're we're already starting to see things uh, starting to get canceled and things not happening again. Yeah, uh, I did get boosted this week and it kicked my butt. Huh. Uh, it was it was easily the worst experience out of the three that I've gotten. Huh. Um, I don't know. Your mileage may vary for sure. Uh, mine mine was not terrible. Who's to say? Yeah. But now I definitely have like this weird cough that I didn't wasn't really <laughs> there before. Mm. But I was I I was told that if you had COVID and then you got the booster, it would make you like sick as an absolute like you would be like doubled over like <laughs> out of commission. I could totally be making that up, but um, I'm pretty sure I don't have COVID. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's <laughs> that's the best any of us have been able to say for 20 months now. So for sure, uh, there wasn't really any massive thrust or topic i wanted to cover this week just more of an excuse to get together uh talk about stuff and uh kind of wrap the holiday season up uh so much fun doing the christmas song bracket it was a really fun listen as i was editing that like i, I caught myself like just li you know I, it was a slow thing to edit because i kept getting distracted by how fun it was to listen to so and uh, Everybody else, like everybody I played it for was like, this is, a, this is great. Um, I did on <laughs> yesterday, I, I was driving somewhere uh, with our 11 year old and I was like, do you want to hear the worst Christmas song of all time? Yeah. And we listened to funky, funky Christmas. And he was like, dad, you were right. This is absolute <laughs> garbage. It really is. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, I mean, I stand by my assessment that Christmas song is the wrong word for it. It's not a song of, of, of any sort, so. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. But yeah, you know, with things wrapping up, I did look at some numbers. Um, as of today, we're, uh, we're hovering at just 
just under 3,500 total plays in December. Okay. Um, over, I mean, that's over a thousand more than we were where we were uh, in December of 2020, which makes sense. Yep. Our total numbers for the year, we're looking at almost 50,000 plays. We're not going to quite make it, I don't think, unless <laughs> we have a big old surge in the next couple of days. Uh, but we're so share with your bandmates. Yes, let's see. If we can every hit single, every single individual bandmate that you have, right. you should absolutely share it with them. That's right. But we increased our listenership from 2020 by 50 percent. Nice. We wrap. We wrapped up uh, 2020 at 30,000 total, uh, and we're currently at 45,000. So literally 50 percent more people. Awesome. Are listening this year versus last year, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're just so we're so stoked that anybody is listening at all. Seriously. And one of the things you mentioned as you were just kind of muttering to yourself as you were pulling those numbers up just before we hit the record button, um, mm-hmm. was that there were, there were a non-zero number of listens to like episode one, episode two, episode yeah. three, like people are going way back in the past. Cause when we first started this, I mean, the, our production values were horrendous, but we not great. Yeah, no, we certainly had, you know, a theme and a, a message we wanted to make. And I think our first two, three, four, five episodes really say some of those things. And then after that, we've been just, you know, paddling under the water ever since, but you know, yeah, we, we managed to, in spite of our lack of experience and technical know-how and yeah. all of the other things, we did actually come out of the gate with something useful. Yeah. Yeah. The con- so content it, was it, strong. It was probably our saving grace. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. The re- the rest of it is literally it's really funny cuz like anytime you you start you become a fan of a particular creator whether it's like an author or a speaker you realize that they really only have like a certain number of of hits and it's just either they're repackaging them yeah. or they're just regurgitating them yeah. in different ways and that's really uh what we've basically been doing is that we we kind of came out with a thesis and we have been uh, trying to provide <laughs> evidence to support it yeah. uh, ever since. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the community is growing. Um, you know, the the Patreon community has, has been uh, super uh, active and lively. And we've been having conversations about, oh, geez, hazers and wireless units and uh, businessy things. I did order myself a G, uh, G50, by the way. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally stepping up to big boy wireless. I've been using, using toys, and they've been fine, but um, it's time for the real stuff. Yeah, the, the, the GLXD series has been very, very solid for me. And actually, Dennis uh, from, the, from the Patreon group was uh, DMing me earlier with some additional follow-up questions about that specific unit. Um, it's out of stock right now uh, for an indeterminate amount of time, which is why I went with a G, G50. But, I mean, they're, they're kind of equivalent units. Um, yeah, G fifty doesn't have a tuner on board, but I have tuners all over the place on my rig. So that's true. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Well, as we uh, as we wrap up this week and and go headlong into uh, Christmas, if that is what you celebrate, uh, personally, just want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and uh, continuing to support us. However, it is that you are doing so, uh, we love it. We're so grateful. Yep. it's been it's it's been a, a weird tumultuous uppy downy year and uh you guys have definitely been one of the things that have made 
coming out of hibernation and going back into hibernation and <laughs> back and forth uh, tolerable, yep. if I'm being perfectly honest. Yep. So uh, thanks for all that you guys do, and we will continue to keep doing the things that we do. Yep. Uh, and that's it. You know, I, I would I think just to wrap up here, as we head into um, our last episode of the year next week, we, um, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the New Year's resolution as a concept, but certainly like a, a wrapping up and sort of what my focus is going to be in the next year. I think it's a really good conversation to have. And I think it'd be great to crowdsource some of that. So if you, you know, want to give us some thoughts about what you're wrapping up, leaving behind, going to take on in the next year, I think that'd be a really, uh, really cool thing to email us. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, email us coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. The things that you learned this year, the things that you are going to try new next year, the things you're not going to take into the next year, business-wise, music-wise, performance-wise. Personally? any Anything. Yeah. Even personal stuff. You know, are, are there certain uh, routines or regimens you are, uh, you're thinking about. I, I was, I started following Mary Spender, who is a famous, uh, musician, uh, YouTuber. She's also on TikTok. Um, and I started following her on TikTok and she was talking about, um, Atomic Habits, mm. which is a book about, you know, certain intentional things that you can do to help be better about certain things. And she was talking about, uh, one minute practicing. She's like, I could play guitar all day if I want to, but practicing isn't something I necessarily prioritize. But like daily, if you can just like set aside one minute of intentional practice, not mm. like pick it up and just kind of like noodle, but like I'm going to sit here for 60 seconds and I'm going to work on this thing, whether it's scales or picking patterns or whatever. Uh, and I was like, that seems perfectly reasonable and achievable. Yeah. So I might actually just pick that book up. Um, I, I did, I, I haven't talked, I haven't even told you about this, but um, I joined a mastermind hmm. group. Um, so there's a, uh, there's a, another podcaster who uh, is starting like a, like a closed group where you pay like a monthly thing and there's like small business owners and, and just, you know, generally like just married dudes who just want to be better husbands, fathers, business people, employees, yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to give it a shot and, um, do it for a year and see if it returns dividends. I, I, I feel like, uh, having coaching and accountability on certain parts of my life would be a value add. Sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Great. See, see how it goes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Look forward <laughs> to hearing. But yeah. So send us your thoughts. Confidential at gmail.com. Hit us up on any of our DMs on any of our social medias and uh, the like. So, but that's it. That's basically the deal. Yep. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. I hope Santa Claus brings you exactly what it is you're looking for. Uh, I, I'm, I've been a very good boy, but I, I'm not sure if that Gretsch White Falcon's going to show up under the tree this year. Yeah, you have to be very good. Yep. And I'm, yeah, I mean, the jury's out. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. But guys, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do lots of things, but the easiest thing to do is to listen to what Adam's going to tell you. So uh, buy some merch, share our stuff, be be good people, and that's it. Get that Gretch. In Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of December 25th, 2021. Mm. Have a good holiday, guys. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. 
Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 